0: The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome pitch side at Knowles Field in Stockton, California, on the campus of the University of the Pacific in Stockton, California. As tonight, the BYU Cougars head down the stretch in the West Coast Conference, opening a two-match weekend road set by taking on the Tigers of Pacific third game of a four-match away segment for the Cougs, who will after tonight to drive over to Moraga for a Saturday showdown at St. Mary's. I'm Greg Grubel with your play-by-play call, joined by former BYU standout Elena Medeiros. And Elena, it's uh, all in front of the Cougs right now. Despite that loss at Pepperdine five days ago, BYU can win the league and qualify for the NCAA tournament by winning their final five games. Anything short of that, and the Cougars will need some help. But all you ever want is to have your fortunes entirely in your control, and BYU has that. Every match will feel like a tournament game because they're all must-win matches right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know. The players and coaches, you always start the beginning of the season with the end in mind, and I think the end's quickly approaching for the team. They're chasing another conference championship and ultimately another bid into the NCAA tournament. So... Jen's chasing that 19th of tournament appearance so I know right now with the team she's very focused on having them keep winning and keep playing how they are and I, I like how you mentioned tournament game because for the players it's really going to feel like that. There's five games right now standing in the way of them holding up that trophy at the end of the year and I think they're... Of this is the time of the season where they really have to nail down and kind of continue to play how they play, keep building on what they're doing, and then ultimately, I think if they continue to do that, they're going to come out successful in the
1: end. Alright, Pacific Tigers will be hard-pressed to keep BYU from picking up its pursuit of a conference crown. Pacific have lost nine straight and are off to an 0-5 start in league. The Tigers have lost 12 of 14 matches overall this season and they last won a game in August. Coming up next, my pre-match conversation with BYU head coach Jen Rocklett as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from Stockton on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It hosts the BYU Cougars. Cougars lead the all-time series 5-1. Uh, make it 8-1, beg your pardon. Uh, BYU won the last meeting last season at Southfield by a score of 2-0. BYU in bounce back mode tonight. The Cougars' four-match win streak was snapped in Pepperdine last Saturday. The setback uh, dropping BYU out of its spot atop the WCC table solo first but at 3-1 in league the Cougars can still win the league and make the NCAA tournament by winning out in our pre-match coaches interview brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. BYU head coach Jen Rockwood talked about that scenario as they get ready for 90 minutes here in Stockton.
3: Yeah, and you, you want that, and uh, you want to keep holding on to that for sure, and so, you know, last weekend, I was, it was disappointing. I, I thought we were better prepared to, uh, you know, manage that game, and it's just a tough place to play. We haven't had a lot of success at Pepperdine, and I think us in Santa Clara found out how hard it is to, to, to beat them out at their place, but, you know, as we have five games left. It's it's still totally completely within our control, and we have to go out and take it. We have to be very aggressive and and play to win and play to score lots of goals and and just be very assertive and aggressive uh, these next few games.
1: Okay, in the first two games of this current four-game road swing, you've won two-one. You've lost two-one. What do you want to see sharpened up heading into this final weekend of this four-game road stretch?
3: Um, I think that the the last uh, you know two games kind of where we we weren't kind of ourselves. Um, is just finding the confidence and composure. Sometimes you play not to lose, and I, I feel like that was more of our body language and, and kind of the vibe. Um, you know, the girls have been playing really well. There's no reason to think we can't do that each and every game. And I, I think we just have to be more aggressive and, uh, and not get um, kind of sucked into something else that uh, other teams are doing. I think some teams have made some adjustments against us, and, and we haven't reacted to that well. There's, we have to solve problems on the field and have confidence that we can do that.
1: Some teams get their confidence from from defense and knowing that, that, they're, that they're not going to allow very many goals. It sounds like your your confidence is rooted in aggressiveness.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we're confident when we're playing the attacking half, attacking third. Um, but and, and we're usually confident building in the back. And some teams have uh, kind of shut down some of the options that we've used to, to build out of the back. And, and that's got us a little bit rattled. Um, And so we just have to be more aggressive and more assertive and expect uh, to get the ball in the box a little bit more, not settle for some of these longer-range shots we're just not scoring on. We've scored quite a few goals this year, and, and all of those have come in the box. So we just, again, just have to be aggressive and knowing that defense wins championships. But if we have the ball more in our half of the field, that's the best defense you can have.
1: We're taking on a team tonight that has lost nine consecutive games, so clearly uh, they're not in a real—they're in a pretty fragile place right now. What's the what's the key in taking on this kind of team to making sure they don't get that, that breath of life? Because they actually have had one 0 leads, I think, in their last couple games here.
3: Yeah, uh, they have. you know, in conference, every game is completely different. You can't expect them to show up one way based on their results. And you know, they were in the San Francisco game, they were in the Portland game, um, and so they're going to come out, I'm sure, fighting. We have to do what we always try and do, which is to strike early and often and I think the sooner you can put the ball in the back of the net that builds your confidence and then you can maybe try and go get another one so again it kind of goes same mentality that we should have in every game is is can we get at them nice and early get them on their heels make them question themselves uh, as you know a couple teams have done to us recently it's it's a bit unnerving and, and we just have to trust the process, trust uh, what we do uh, and the preparation and move forward.
1: And with this group, Jen, you've been able to kind of sense, I think, early in matches what you're going to get on a given night. Is that fair?
3: It is. um, And and we have to do better at that. I mean, you can tell the last two games we kind of were felt off and then people just, I think, kept getting frustrated with not feeling quite on and we have to be more mentally tough we've talked about that this week and recognizing mistakes are going to be made teams are going to make some adjustments we've got to again trust what we know we can do and solve problems on the field with good leadership and good composure out there then we can solve those kind of issues but yes um, we got to get off to a good start that's where our confidence is built
1: It takes all 11 or 15 or 16, whatever the case may be on any given night. Uh, But who are a couple of players that you think will be particularly key to getting the result you want to get tonight, knowing what kind of game you're going to need to play?
3: Um, Well, I think Kayla's always a key for us. She's just playing so fantastic right now, and she's been really consistent. so she, she's a key for us. We need to get her in. We need to find her in the attacking half. She, she's touching the ball too much, coming back to try and help out mm-hmm. in solving the issues in the in the back. So uh, we're most dangerous uh, when she's in the attacking third facing forward. Um, so she's obviously very key for us. It's going to be key. I think Elise Flake is, is finding her rhythm and her confidence, and the girls are looking more for her as she's been more active. Um, she had some good looks in our last game. I'm sure she's going to be anxious uh, to get going. Uh, I think we need to rely uh, on Lizzie Braby. Um, she's she's so creative. She's so capable of getting um in the box and taking people on 1v1 so we need her to set that tone um and then sab has played very well she she saved us a few times in the last two games i we feel like she touched the ball a little bit too much so we're playing back to her uh, a little bit more uh often than we'd like and so i think her being a little bit more direct out of the back will help us solve some of those issues all right
1: jim we look for all of that tonight best of luck against pacific as we open this at two match weekend road swing thank you
3: okay thanks greg
1: that is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood and our pre-match coverage ahead of BYU and Pacific will continue right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel.
1: Good evening once again from Knowles Field in Stockton, California. For BYU and Pacific, Cougs have won 7 of 9 coming into tonight. Tigers have lost 9 straight. BYU 8, 4 and 1 on the year. Pacific 2 and 12. Tigers have been scored on in every match. They've allowed 33, scored 11. BYU meantime leads the league with 32 goals, has allowed only 16. By the way, the Cougars 32 goals match the team tally from all of last season. Greg Grubel and former Cougar Elena Medeiros with you. And you are listening live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, headlined by BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 via satellite, and on 107.9 FM along the entire Wasatch Front, in addition to 89.1 FM HD2 and ESPN 960 AM. Online, you can hear us on BYUradio.org and BYUcougars.com, as well as the BYU Radio and BYU Cougars apps. The audio archives of tonight's match and all matches, along with highlights, can be heard at BYUradio.org and via the app. And podcast, Elena. No disrespect to the opponent this evening, but this is a team BYU uh, should dominate in their five league games. The Tigers have been outscored 15 to two of their available players. None have scored more than one goal in open play. BYU, meantime, has seven players with multiple goals in open play. Of the Tigers, 11 goals on the season. Three have come on PKs, so very little gets done in the run of play. I expect the Kooks, you hope the Kooks take an early lead and kind of cruise from there. They've got the players to do it. It's a matter of going out and doing it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think BYU is playing with a lot of confidence right now. They've proven to be goal scorers. They're averaging three goals a game, which is a big deal. They're proven assisters. They're leading the conference now with 30 assists total. And obviously they're sitting at the top of their conference right now. So they should have a lot of confidence going in this game. But as a player, sometimes these games can be kind of tricky when you're expected to dominate. BYU has to come out with a lot of fight and set and dictate the tempo pretty early or who knows Pacific could put them in a lull and kind of get them playing down to their level. But I think some of the keys that BYU needs to be successful is just to continue to play with their swag and their style of play. They've kind of found their mesh right now with goals coming as well as assists coming on all parts of the field so I think if they can do that and they continue to just play calm and composed, we're going to see great results tonight.
1: For BYU it is all about winning out the Cougars destiny is under their control if they go 5-0 and down the stretch they will be WCC champs and they will play in the NCAA tournament and only two teams can say that right now BYU and Santa Clara those two teams face off by the way a week from Saturday in Provo between now and then three massive matches starting tonight here in Stockton as BYU battles Pacific I talked earlier today with senior captain maddie sitaway gates about uh, well where this team has grown how this team has grown since we last talked maddie and i our last pregame conversation was at cal state fullerton to open the regular season so here we are heading down the stretch run maddie gates now and where this team has grown throughout the year
4: i think that we've really grown and developed honestly in our you know style of play we've been able to attack in different ways we've worked on building out of the back and and i think just yeah on and off the field um this team's really really grown since that fullerton game
1: how about you uh, personally with your game and the role you've been given on this team
4: you know i'm always trying to get better i've been able to you know put a couple more goals in the net since that fullerton game which has been has been fun and hope to do more of that um this season
1: you don't judge your effectiveness solely by goals scored, and you can't. You have so many other things on your plate besides scoring goals, but you are doing that. How do you view your particular role on the field where you play, and then relative to the other things you're asked to do that may not show up in the, in the score sheet?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, as a soccer player, and especially as a forward, I think a lot of times we we do kind of start to to judge um our performance based off you know stats and goals and assists and um soccer is so much more than that it's it's really important that chemistry on the field um and like you mentioned my role on the team is as um I try to be a leader off the field but really on the field too um in our attacking press and in and try and just keep the ball and play our game
1: when it comes to the uh, off-field component of being a senior and being a captain, what have you made a conscious effort to do or do more of in this your final year?
4: Um, I think I've just, just made an effort to really make this team culture strong. I I think that that's been super important for our team and something that uh, me and several other of the leaders on the team really sat down and talked about after last season and said um, – this is how we want things to be and this is how we're going to do it. And we've, we've tried to implement that and, and continue to have conversations and, and it's really taken everybody from me, the only senior down to the freshman, for us to be able to, to have that with our team this year.
1: I'm sure you sense that things are going to be in good hands once you're gone uh, <laughs> yeah. without singling out too many people. What could you say about the younger group that really leaves you confident that things are going to progress well once you've left?
4: Yeah, I just think this entire team, there are so many leaders and, you know, people would always say, like, oh, you're the only captain, you're the only senior, but I just, I I'd never felt that pressure just because we have so many great players who have really stepped up to the plate. Um, you know, you have Bing and Alyssa, who are even, you know, older than me, and Elise Flake, who honestly has had such an amazing season. She's not as vocal, but she's, she just leads by example on and off the field. I mean, I could go through every single, single player and talk about them, but the team is in great hands, Greg.
1: <laughs> five WCC matches to play. It's kind of all in front of you. If you just keep winning, nobody can, can keep you from a conference championship.
4: Yes, exactly. And after our loss against Pepperdine, we kind of Gen said our backs are up against the wall and we know these next five games we got to really put it away and, and we believe we can do it. we know we can do it and that's been our, been our goal from starting in January.
1: How much of a uh, setback is the Pepperdine game in hindsight because you now know that, again, still things are in your control?
4: Um, yeah, I think after the Pepper, Pepperdine game it was a rough loss for us, Something a game we thought we could have had. Um, but we, we've moved forward and, said, like you said, it's in our control and we're going to do what we can now and just focus one game at a time, one half at a time.
1: Not that you can afford to overlook anybody, but uh, you're playing a couple of teams this weekend that are in the lower part of the table. There has to be an expectation internally that you go out and play your game to an extent where you don't give a team hope. That you go out and prove that you that you are where you belong at the top of the table.
4: Yeah, exactly. Brent just barely um, talked to us about about that same exact thing that we got to come out and expect to just go at them right from the beginning. You can't overlook you can't overlook anybody.
1: This is the last extended road trip with your team, two-game trip. You'll have one more trip at the end to end the season in L.A. But uh, as you're kind of nearing the end, what are some of the emotions you're left with uh, as you associate with this group?
4: Maybe not a good time (laughs) to
1: bring it up. You have too much soccer left to play. Um,
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't even even like to think that, that it's the end. But, you know, obviously there's senior nights around the corner and there's those emotions that are coming up. And I would just... This team, honestly, this season has has had such an impact on me. Um, yeah, Greg, I don't I don't even know what else to say about it. But so many great players, um, friendships, you, our coaches, really that have influenced me. And I don't want to think of it as the end yet, so I'm not I'm not too focused on that. But but there's been a lot of great influences this season that have impacted my life for sure.
1: Too much left to do, so we'll leave it for another time. But uh, good luck tonight and this weekend, and uh, go get six points. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is BYU senior forward Maddie Sitaway-Gates, and Cougar Pre-Match Live continues from Knowles Field in Stockton, California, right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Welcome back inside Knowles Field in Stockton, California for Game 1 of a two-match weekend road swing. Cougars will stay inland and play at St. Mary's on Saturday. Two games BYU will be favored to win. Two games BYU has to win to stay in the league title chase. The Pacific Tigers would appear an unlikely roadblock. The Tigers have been winless and pointless since late August, and they've been road-weary of their 14 matches. they played only five here at home. Head coach Carrie Scroop is in her third season in Stockton. She was kind enough to visit with me a short time ago here pitch Pitchside and describe the particular struggles her team is having in trying to gain traction in the midst of a conference campaign.
5: We're going on season three here. We graduated 13 last year and we're just really young. We're starting six to seven freshmen and um, had a lot of injuries and we're a small roster right now as we're trying to get through the process. So it's just we're trying to stay healthy and try to play some good soccer at the same time. It's just hard with all the injuries going and the roster numbers being so low.
1: But there's an internal understanding clearly that the future is bright because of how young you are right now.
5: Yeah and we're really excited about it. I can't really talk about next year yet <laughs> if you give me a couple weeks. Uh, I can but I'm going to tell you we are going to be very young um, these next couple of years and it's it's going to be real fun to watch us grow here.
1: With as good a keeper as you have I'm surprised there hasn't been a clean sheet yet. Are you too?
5: Um, yeah uh, it's really we've had some really bad bounces uh, unfortunately but uh, Regan is outstanding in net and you can't speak enough about her but you also have two young center backs, freshman center backs leading the back so the breakdowns are going to happen um, but I, it's coming, there, our moment is coming and we just got to be patient and state of the plan
1: Being without Sigrid is a tough blow as well
5: Oh yeah, I, I mean you're, you're missing the kid in the middle for us, I mean you've seen her the past two years and not having Siggy is very tough, uh, she wins a lot of 50-50 balls for us in the air and She's got a shot that we've depended on, and not having her in our offense is hurting us right now, and that's kind of where we're struggling. We're struggling to put the ball in the back of the net, and it's hard to defend for all that time. And if you go back and look, and that's where we're struggling. We're holding teams off until about the 65th, 70th minute, and then you've been defending that long. It's really hard with no offense. And
1: you took one goal leads in each of the last two games, didn't you as well?
5: We did. Uh, we did. We came out in San Francisco. We were up one nothing, and got through the first half but again injuries occurred and we came out in the second half and just tried to fight as best as we could
1: ideally you get off to a nice start most coaches they score first you're going to be in the game how's your team's mental makeup when either conceding first or or taking that one goal
5: lead yeah i mean our kids are so fun to watch right now and I, i think the funny part about it is uh with our record right now you would have no idea um they show up to play every day so it doesn't really affect them they will battle all the way to the end of that last whistle So I think either way, they're in it for every minute, and we're just proud of them at this point.
1: Thoughts on BYU right now?
5: Yeah, I mean, I I keep saying that BYU is the sleeper this year. Um, I think, you know, they're always very sound, and uh, it's going to be a tough match today, and we just got to buckle down and play some good defense and get through this first 45. Okay,
1: Coach, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, that is Pacific Head Coach Kerry Scroop. And time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly Immigration Solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. Here's tonight's rules question. On a penalty kick, the kicker kicks the ball against the crossbar, and the ball rebounds to that player who then shoots and scores. Is this ruled a goal? The answer coming up next, as well as tonight's keys to the game, starting lineups and the opening kick. Cougar pre-match live continues right after this, live from Stockton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let's
1: pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Radio on 107.9 FM, KUMT Randolph, KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Radio.
1: BYU and Pacific coming up. Time now for the answer in tonight's rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's the question. On a penalty kick, the kicker kicks the ball against the crossbar, and the ball rebounds to that player who then shoots and scores. Is this rule a goal? The ruling is no goal. Award an indirect free kick to the other team for playing the ball a second time after the ball has gone into play and before it touches or has been played by another player. And that's Laws of the Game brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly, and this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.